Hi everyone, you're listening to Like Her, the podcast that celebrates women doing fantastic things in the realms of beauty, fitness, wellness and everything else in between. Like Her is a space for women to share their ideas, have honest conversations and most importantly have a good laugh. I'm Rosanna and each episode I'll be speaking to an inspiring woman that will hopefully make you think I like her. So on that note, get yourself comfy, get yourself a nice drink and enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Like Her podcast. This is episode one of the new season. Uh, Thanks for listening and thank you for all of the support in the first season. Mm. So today I have a friend of mine who is also a very newly qualified nutritionist and we kind of laughed about this because you said you didn't want to be called this but like food influencer <laughs> or like yeah, I hate that. <laughs> or like food content creator. Yeah. What was your old name for it? Twisting. Oh my God. Emily Morton. Her yeah. name is Emily Morton. We'll just go with that. So it was M Morton before, but then everyone kept calling me Emma, so I had to stop it. <laughs> and now, but before it was twisting my melon. Melon yeah. or lemon? Um, <laughs> twisting my melon. What was that? Which was related to Happy Mondays, which no one knew. No one got that it. That song. Yeah, you twisting my melon, man. I've never heard it. That's so funny. But uh, um, everyone thought it was an innuendo, so oh, right. I also got rid of that one. Because yeah. the whole food thing, twisting my melon yeah um and you're also a nurse yes yeah so i wanted to speak to emily because she's kind of food obsessed and obviously being a nurse and now being a very like a month old nutritionist now when did you i guess it was august yeah i finished at the end of august but i guess i've just applied well i found out i passed my master's last year and i'm really pleased I'm pleased with my mark. Um, yes, I've just applied to the AFM, which is like our nutrition council. And then I'm waiting for my registration to come back. So, and then I'll be a registered associate nutritionist. Cool. So, so yeah. exciting. And it's exciting. Emily is, like me, mature student. So it's nice to have somebody yeah. that's like experienced that as well. We're going to be talking about a few different things. But yeah, why don't we just start off with how you started off because when I first met you you were doing your access course for uni to do nursing yeah and when I knew you then you were always kind of into like beauty and stuff yeah like I was and then you did nursing and then sort of started doing the smoothies on Instagram and that's how it started you did like I remember one I've got in my head of like a it was like a smoothie (laughs) bar and I swear it was like a teddy bear or something you used to do like it was really cute you used to do like little faces and shapes yeah because it was Christmas and I read <laughs> it was like porridge with like chocolate well actually like banana did you do like milky stars and... didn't you use milky stars a lot in that um, I mean I, I definitely swear. have done that before yeah. but yeah like chocolate in them because I did that a lot when I was younger as well yeah get my advent calendar and put them in my porridge but yeah like bananas like cutting to like star shapes yeah <laughs> polar bears and I remember it's it so just funny. like took off really really quickly didn't yeah, it yeah people loved the polar bears <laughs> and the you used to just I don't know I think because you've you're obviously really creative as well there would always you just made like things look so nice like smoothie bowls with like little swirls in and... yeah I do love a swirl but also <laughs> I also 
realise now that I used to put like seven different fruits and stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, like three frozen bananas. And also you have to put more in to bulk them out as well so that they actually so they look, look good. good. Yeah. yeah. So it's more um, of like an aesthetic creative thing, whereas yeah. now it's definitely more recipe nutrition yeah, based, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. What sparked it off? the first time with the smoothies was it just um, like you I think I started getting into nutrition in my second year of doing my nursing so mm-hmm. like technically my third year of uni but yeah second year of the actual nursing degree and I think it was because I started working on a respiratory ward as one of my placements and I started to become really aware of how well, actually, especially on respiratory, smoking in particular, mm. like, people's choices, yeah. like, impacted their health, and it really worried me, mm. and that was the first time, before that, I mean, pff, like, <laughs> I didn't really look after my health mm. at all, even, like, yeah, in my first year of nursing, and then I, yeah, I think it just scared me, and then it made me think about, like, all aspects of my life, and sleep, and diet, and everything, so I think... I think that's what it was. And then, obviously, this is around the time when um, all over Instagram, loads of smoothie bowls and stuff were coming up. So mm. it was probably coming up, like, on my home screen. And then, yeah. well, you well, know what it's like. The algorithm traps you. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah, so then it was probably just smoothie bowl after smoothie bowl. <laughs> and actually, I remember I won a Jamie Oliver cookbook. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, so this is funny as well, because I went... <laughs> so my friends will laugh if they're listening to this. I went through this, like, crazy stage when I was, like... A student, so obviously I was a nursing student, I was working like 50% of my um, degree, Yeah. and I was skint, so I started like entering those competitions with like email. <laughs> I did things like that. It's so. <laughs> so funny, it was a Channel 4 one, and I won, and I, it's like, it's actually really crap winnings, but at the time, because I was like... Just desperate. Yeah, I was, yeah. Desperate. I was I like, feel you. yes. So, I do so uh, many like market research things. Alex is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I think I get a pound yeah. into my PayPal. <laughs> it's so funny. So I, yeah, so I won a signed Jamie Oliver cookbook and it was the Superfoods one. Yeah. So um, I went to London with my ex-boyfriend and we literally got there. I got the cookbook and then we watched a showing of Jamie Oliver's programme and that was it. And, and then we went back to Bristol. <laughs> that was the prize. That's so cute. That was the prize. Um, but, so after I you got that... You could probably that, vlog the book on eBay yeah, as true. it's signed. I, I don't even know where the book is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Superfood books, although I, yeah, not a massive fan of that terminology now, yeah. but that was what was, yeah, going around then. I feel like I cooked quite a lot of stuff out of that cookbook and I wonder if some of that got me into... Like, like it just went alongside with the smoothie bowl. So yeah. I started, I guess, cooking a lot more. Like, I think cooking a lot more. You yeah. Tend, you just want nice food. Yeah, you exactly. Want stuff that yeah. makes you feel good. It's like that natural progression. Yeah. I think I just started being a bit more creative as well. In but, your cooking. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And then not long after that, I had a car crash and I had concussion. So mm. I then had... Like, a month where I literally couldn't even leave the house because yeah. I had, yeah, concussion so bad. So I, all, the only thing I could do, because you can't use your brain that much because mm. you it's just too stimulating, so it takes longer for your brain to heal. Yeah. And that was when I was at uni trying to write my dissertation as well. <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, it's such bad timing. So I got told to, like, leave all of my work because I was, like, literally typing my dissertation with sunglasses on in really? my because I had photophobia where you're yeah, but like, the light, to the light. 
yeah so when I stopped all that the only thing I could do was make food so yeah. that's what I like that was probably around that time like with the teddy bear smoothies and stuff yeah so yeah that was when I started my own Instagram then when I had that time off and then I because before I just used to put it on my own page mm. and then yeah I just started putting it on my on this new food page and then I guess I started researching more then as well about what I could eat to like for my brain and stuff yeah. as well because <laughs> it was just help. horrible I was like desperate because I couldn't sleep or anything either it was mm. terrible and now you have like a massive following and you get sent such nice like treats I all of do. the time sent a lot of so food. much peanut butter stuff yeah I do <laughs> although I'm trying to be like I say like at the start I was like saying yes to everything relishing in it yeah, yeah. and then I realized that I was like receiving a lot of food that I actually didn't want and then I was like contributing to a lot of food waste yeah and which maybe I didn't realize at the start but so now I'm really like mindful about who I say yes to Mm. Um, I think that's like definitely obviously when you started that was kind of when everyone sort of had Instagram but this whole influencer thing hadn't like really kicked off yeah and so obviously if you get given stuff you're gonna be like yeah 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 and now actually I've seen especially in like the beauty industry I've seen lots of beauty bloggers and influencers on YouTube saying that they're not actually receiving any yeah of it anymore because they'll like show a picture of their living room and it's just stacked with boxes and plastic and so much waste and I think it also takes out the joy of like why you're doing it in the first place because it's not coming from you it's oh I've been given this thing and now I feel pressure to like create something for it or whatever whereas like when you initially do it you're like oh I really like my teddy bear porridge (laughs) bowls and then do you know what I mean yes I want to hear about your trip to Italy this is yeah, I think people listening to the podcast will enjoy listening to this, but I haven't heard, like, we haven't caught up about it yet, and I think it sound, it looked amazing, all of your pictures look really good, and obviously Italian food is just the best. Yeah, it so is the best. just tell everyone what you got up to. Yeah, so I went to Tuscany, so I went on a cooking retreat for six nights with Cook, Eat, Discover, and I also went... Well, I just extended my trip and went travelling as well. Mm. On my own, I pretty much did, like, 24 hours in a different place around Tuscany um, for, like, four days after and two days after, which was fun being on my own, but I was definitely grateful to get to the retreat because I got slightly bored of my own company in the end. Anyway, yeah, so I went on this um, cooking retreat in southern Tuscany in Rocca Terra Derighi <laughs> is the place name and it was just absolutely amazing I mean I loved Italian food before but I wouldn't have said it was my favourite cuisine mm. it definitely is my favourite cuisine now because I just think it makes such a difference when all the food is actually fresh particularly the pasta Yeah, it just tastes completely different um and like the whole focus of this retreat as well was it was all based around like locally sourced sustainable mm. organic ingredients and it just makes such a difference yeah. and it makes you appreciate the food as well and the love that they put into it and like yeah. i think when it is local and seasonal and all of that yeah you if it's like a small farmer that that's like their livelihood so they're putting yeah. all of their efforts exactly. into it and i just yeah. think it's like when somebody that doesn't drink tea makes you a cup of tea it's yeah. always like the worst yeah, cup of tea that's really true. and that's what i think with like with food as well like you can tell if there's no love put yeah, into definitely. it has I- it changed your 
has it changed your kind of approach to food or eating yeah, at I all? I think it has. It's funny because my friends the other day were saying, <laughs> they were like, was it life-changing? Yeah. No, it looks like, pretty well, life-changing. Actually, I feel like it has like made me think. Like For a start, I was there on my own. So obviously yeah. I was there with other people, but I went to it on my own as well, which was nice because I had a lot of time to like think about it. So yeah. I spent, like, spend time on my own to process it yeah but um yeah I I think it has because it made me appreciate and like rethink local and in-season ingredients so the guys who run the retreat so basically we would go and like we'd go on a trip each day and we'd go and go out on a tour and we'd you know go to like a winery or go fishing yeah and then we would come back and we'd make some food well we'd have a like four course meal at lunch with wine which they made yeah so whoever we were like out with they would genuinely cook um generally cook for us yeah and then we'd have a meal then then we'd go back and chill and then we'd go to ollie and flo's house who run it and then we would say like make the pasta that night and then ollie who's a trained chef would then use the pasta that we've made to cook us a meal and which was i mean he's an amazing chef so it was absolutely delicious but everything all the ingredients that they use were like generally from their garden yeah or yes locally sourced and everything just tasted amazing and it just made me appreciate yes local and uh, in-season ingredients and like even there was so many nice little touches like we'd get on the bus and get picked up well not bus like the little mini bus thing yeah and we'd have like um like Flo would have made us like a plum and lemon juice that was oh, from garden. yeah you know so just yeah it I just absolutely loved it so it's definitely made me rethink um eating sustainably for the taste but also for the environment yeah. as well so I feel like it's made me think twice about like I don't think I can eat an avocado again yeah I mean, I'm yeah, not gonna freak out mean. about it but I don't think I would like pick one off the shelf now and buy it so I've definitely bought, since I've been back, all I've been buying is seasonal veg. And I found out that strawberries are still in season as well, which I didn't realise yeah. before. Well, um, even from just growing little bits and pieces in the courtyard, like I said to my mum, I think I started in July, like yeah. towards August there. And I said to my mum, like, oh, it's way too late. Like nothing's going to grow. Mm. She's like, you'd be surprised. And yeah. I was like, but there's no sunlight. And she's like, they just need light. It doesn't have to yeah. be the sun. And I've got two little tomatoes. It's definitely too late for the tomatoes now, but yeah. they grew like really quickly. Yeah, they do. And, um, and it is surprising how much you can grow. And I don't yeah. think people, especially in England, because of the rain and stuff, definitely. we think that nothing grows. But yeah. actually a lot of greens grow, salad leaves, things like that. And we've so. got nice veg as well throughout yeah. the winter. So we've got, yeah, got delicious like pumpkin squash yes squash and i love squash i was actually walking down ashley hill the other day you know where all the allotments are there's a big allotment site on ashley hill which is literally just there yeah Yeah. we were walking past and i saw massive courgettes and massive squashes just like sat there yeah yeah, Yeah. so nice so i want to hear about the fishing thing yeah (laughs) because i saw the the videos and it just looked great yeah he's picking up the fish and he looked so like passionate and like into it and just the knowledge that goes behind it as well yeah yeah so we went to maremma off the maremma coast also in tuscany and we went fishing with a guy called Palo Il Pescatore. Yeah. Um, and basically, he's like an activist for sustainable fishing. 
So, yeah, he was <laughs> so passionate about it. it. He was great. He couldn't speak a word of English. Obviously, I couldn't speak a word of Italian. Yeah. Apart from, scusi. Ciao. Oh, again, ciao. Mamma mia. That's literally it. It was really, he was so funny. Um, it didn't matter that we couldn't speak each other's language. So, yeah, he basically has started this project. That I think he's been doing it for quite a while. So, he's created these, like, massive structures that he's put into the sea i think there's 20 currently in the sea and he's got more that that can go in and they've been like carved by artists from around the world oh, wow. and basically the aim of it is to stop drag net fishing yeah yeah so because it's unsustainable so what he does and it's obviously it stops the boats from coming in and being able to drag their nets and yeah because it's ruining the ecosystem and the marine life there because they just they just catch anything and everything when it sweeps across the bottom so what he does is he's got like a relatively small fishing boat with a net on the front and he pulls it in by hand and then he'll catch like i don't know every like 10 meters that he pulls in there'll just be like one fish yeah and then if if he doesn't think it's edible or yeah if he can't eat that one then he'll just throw it back in yeah and they don't get hooked so they just are literally just in the net. So and then yeah, he'll just put them back. The size and then put um, them back. Yeah. So we call a jellyfish. Oh, cool. Which I mean, I can understand what he was saying. So this might not be <laughs> right. Did, yeah. Did you see the video? He was like holding the jellyfish, and I think it, I mean he was covered in slime, and I think he was saying if you touch the jellyfish on the with your palms, then it doesn't sting you because, like. I don't know for whatever reason that part of the jellyfish doesn't sting, but if we were to no, touch... it's like the underneath, isn't it, or the, like the frilly, leggy bits yeah. sting you. I, yeah, but I oh, so maybe he was saying about the jellyfish, not his palms. Then I thought he was saying about his palms. Oh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Did you end up just chucking it back in anyway? Yes, we put it back in, and then we caught an octopus that he. Just... I, no, I saw the octopus. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. They're mad. Octopuses yeah. are like. I feel like we should all be scared of octopuses. They're, They're like, so mad. intelligent. Yeah. As well, They're but crazy. yeah, we threw that back in, and then we caught. We threw quite a lot of fish in, and then I. So yeah, so I put a few fishes. I picked up a few, but I was so scared because a lot of them had like sharp edges on the fins and yeah. I was worried that they were like playing dead and then they were going to flip out yeah, and yeah. held them and then he's got um, a call box on board the boat and then he just puts them straight into ice water so I know some people like obviously won't agree with this but yeah that's like as sustainable that the most, as you like, can humane way yeah. of doing it yeah so you know he's not like catching loads of fish that are dying unnecessarily he's yeah. just selecting what he wants because um, he owns a restaurant as well so he'll yeah he just gets what he needs and then yeah he just freezes them straight away so I'm not really sure what fish we caught to honest I think they were yeah. like blue they were calling them like blue fish or American fish but were they tasty yeah so we went back to his house and then his wife um was colombian and she had made us a lunch obviously with loads of wine mm. and then but we had cured fish roe so it was called batarga that was really really good and then i had some fish that was similar to tuna but not tuna mm. i don't know what it's called sorry but that was yeah it was absolutely delicious and it was really yeah that was a really nice experience actually he's like being featured 
all over the world. He's going to love that I'm talking yeah. about him this much. Won't, won't even because, like understand or anything no, like that. he's got a documentary that about him that oh, plays in his restaurant when you go there. That's so cute, really <laughs> proud. That's the yeah. thing with like Mediterranean company, uh, like countries, they'll, yeah. they'll have like, if I don't know, if a long, like, you know, your great, 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 great grandson, yeah. I don't know, won like a football match at school, it'll be like on the fucking wall yeah. in the restaurant. Or, yeah. It's so true. His, Maybe uh, we should link the documentary if we can. Yeah, so that can I, watch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it must be in English. I'll have a look. I, I've not seen it, but um, there's loads of like newspaper articles and stuff about him. So he, yeah. I think he was like in the New York Times two weeks ago. Wow, or something. Yeah, he's like he's doing well for fighting yeah, for, his cause. Yeah, he is. So obviously, like the main bulk of this episode is going to be talking about student eating habits yeah. and student tips, but maybe also I think. Obviously, when you're a student, you don't have a lot of money. Mm. A lot of students, not me, but a lot of students are a lot younger and they're just getting to grips with li- living on their own, going yeah. out a lot, trying to just, you know, be more of an adult, I guess. Yeah. But then at the same time, I think people that are sort of not students, but they're working full time, kind of doing the same things, might have a bit more money, but yeah. just very busy people might appreciate this yeah, as well. Definitely. Because I feel like time is a really big issue for people people just say well I don't have the time I don't have the time yeah and I think I don't know I think coming from you know Spanish family food mm. not being into food is just not an option so yeah. it's always been my and also my mum was really into like wellness and stuff so it's yeah. always been part of like it's been the central thing is like have you eaten are you mm. hungry are you yeah. sure you're not hungry <laughs> do you want anything to food and that's always how it's been but I understand like a lot of people don't yeah have that so should we just go straight I've given Emily some like main topics that I thought would be relevant for students and she's got so many notes and so many revision cards it's so good I love it should we talk about I think like the obvious one anxiety not sleeping well yeah stress I think like anxiety can be caused by stress yeah other way around not sleeping can cause stress and anxiety anxiety and stress causes not it's all all kind of the same thing yeah so should we talk about that i personally don't have a problem do you have a problem sleeping i'm not enough sleep like i'm i'm not one of those people that can't fall asleep i don't know sometimes it just depends i think it depends how much stuff I've got going on at the time because sometimes I'm quite a thinker and I yeah. can lie there at night and worry about stuff but at I guess the if you've been I'm working fine. as well and you do like night shifts oh then yeah like you I... won't actually be going to bed at a normal time yeah yeah after, I mean night shifts are just killers I think <laughs> yeah night shifts are horrendous I actually I've done night shifts for the past 10 years and I so I'm an agency nurse now and I said to myself as soon as I start agency especially because I was doing my master's, I'm not going to do another night shift because I just can't sleep after them. When I was younger, I used to do... Yeah, I'd literally walk in the door and then I'd sleep for a solid eight hours after a night shift. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, your body clock shifts when you get older, I think, isn't it? Like, I remember my mum told me... Where I used to really struggle when I was a teenager, especially when we'd go on holiday, I would just sleep, I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. And my mum told me actually that like teenagers have, there's like a window of time when you're a teenager that your body clock 
shifts yeah. and really you should be getting up a little bit later and yeah. staying up a little bit later and obviously because of school and college it kind of disrupts it and then I think when you're around 21 22 it kind of shifts again and that's yeah. when you find it a bit easier Especially to wake up because you're still growing when you're a teenager yeah. so that it just takes so much energy much sleep so they do sleep a lot yeah. yeah but I do think that's like yeah I do think with younger students I like for example my little brother I yeah. know that they sleep a lot so I think for me I if I have any more than eight hours sleep I feel terrible yeah I get a headache yeah I just and I'm tired for the whole day yeah I do so for me personally I think that because your your body works on circadian rhythm yeah so, yeah you so say you should rise with the sun and then yeah I truly believe that yeah so I think yeah waking up like in if I woke up in daylight now I think I'd feel absolutely terrible. I think they should... I really struggle in the winter, even when the clock goes forward. Mm. Is it forward in winter? Yeah, to make it later so that it's lighter, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I still think, like, the working day... Obviously, like, this would be amazing. I think the working day should be, like, adapted to when it's light. Yeah, true. Because sometimes you're working... Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's getting dark really early now. Yeah. And if, say, you're working till six or seven, it's dark. Like, yeah. All your... Um, melatonin is going to start like being released because it's dark outside and then exactly. you get I don't know I just feel like it's completely not helpful for our bodies yeah so what can we like food wise for sleep food wise so carbohydrates are great so they oh, do promote okay. a good sleep but it's good to have them maybe a few hours before you actually go to sleep Otherwise, you're still going to be digesting quite a lot of food and the digestion process might keep you keeps you up, up. It? yeah but, so, so I think you mentioned about trip to fans. Yeah, and I remember yeah. reading about it in a magazine about, I think it was like Marie Claire or Glamour, it was like a proper girly magazine, yeah. where it was like, if you're struggling to get to sleep, there's a reason that you're like sleepy after a Christmas dinner, it's because yeah. turkey <laughs> has got tryptophan in. It does, yeah. yeah. So carbohydrates contribute to tryptophans in the body, um, and tryptophans are a component that creates serotonin. Yeah. Um, serotonin is your happy hormone. Yeah. Which then converts to melatonin, which is your sleep Sleepy. hormone. Yeah. So, and your sleep hormone regulates the circadian rhythm. So, yeah, so it's right about turkey because you can get tryptophan in poultry. Also, dairy, seafood, nuts, and seeds. Okay. So, interesting. I guess you could have like a carbohydrate meal with. Yes, with some... When you say carbohydrate, what do you mean? So you can have... Um, so the best ones... Well, I'll, I will talk about fibre in a minute because <laughs> I'm absolutely obsessed with it because I spent the last four months writing about it. Yeah. But um, any, like, starchy vegetables. So you could have... Like, everyone thinks that white potato are the devil, but they're not oh, at they're all. they're my favourite food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. White potatoes are great. But so are sweet potatoes. It just depends what you like, really. Brown rice brown pasta equally you can have white pasta and yeah but to get your fiber in it's good to have whole grains yeah so yeah brown rice bread anything yeah jacket potatoes if i mean if you're looking at students then jacket potatoes are, so cheap yeah exactly so so cheap and like yeah rice and pasta because you can just buy them in massive packets and then keep them in the cupboard yeah so brown versions of things yeah. It's funny how as you get older, you uh, I tend to prefer like brown. Alex doesn't like brown rice, but I prefer brown rice because yeah, I feel like I it has too. more of a flavour. Yeah. And I feel like with white pasta, 
unless it is like you know really nice italian homemade kind of stuff oh, fresh yeah <laughs> fresh pasta i feel like with white pasta and white rice it just doesn't fill me up really like, yeah, yeah it just doesn't whereas i feel like and i guess it is because of the fiber and because you're having to chew it more exactly i feel like with brown rice I, it's just more filling yeah and it's slower release carbohydrates yeah so, i think that's yeah, you don't get that like for a longer rush time yeah so yeah that's good because it will keep you fuller for longer and then i guess that will save you money so you don't have to keep yeah. <laughs> eating <laughs> i do know it's a lot of people at uni snacking yeah a lot yeah and i it does make me think and i get it sometimes you're in a rush and you don't want to make breakfast but mm. i'm just thinking like if you can nail just having three meals a day like yeah. for me i find like i don't have to snack as much yeah but when you're like fueling your whole day based on snacks you're just not going to be fulfilled are you just going to have to keep eating sugar and yeah, snacks exactly. and stuff yeah. like that so with the sleep yeah yeah what would be because i remember i I sometimes like having a bowl of porridge before bed yeah i don't know if it's because it's just like a cozy food and it is like quite carby that it just makes me sleepy Mm. but is there like a time limit with the like digestion do you think Mm, i'd say maybe like i don't know maybe like three hours before or something but i don't think there's like rules around like what time and stuff i do because everyone's some people are different, like yeah like don't eat late at night because you'll put on weight like i just yeah. don't believe in all that i think if you're hungry then yeah just eat and but also maybe look like look at what you're doing during the day that's making you hungry so really hungry. late yeah at night. and have you maybe eaten enough for, yeah. for dinner or um, well, i also think that if you're i don't know i think sleep's really important to rep- it's, it's so important to repair your body oh yeah and if a little snack helps you sleep then surely yeah that's better overall but also, i think the weight thing people worry about but I, i'm yeah. fairly certain that like proper good sleep promotes like weight loss and like yeah. weight balancing so yeah it does so if you if you've had a bad night's sleep the night before then it can affect your hormones anyway yeah. so then obviously it's gonna affect the next day's eating so if you yeah if you've not had much sleep then it can raise your hunger hormone ghrelin yeah so it'll make you hungrier throughout the day raise your cortisol which is obviously your stress hormone mm. and then decrease your leptin which keeps you full and satisfied yeah so you can see how it yeah if you're not getting enough sleep how it can affect you yeah you're eating the next day anyway but other things as well caffeine obviously can affect your sleep so mm. it's got an afterlife of 12 hours i think which is why people say to try and stop drinking at midday yeah but i mean <laughs> When you're at uni yeah. <laughs> and you've left everything to the last minute yeah, and you've got to write an essay. It's so difficult. And like we were just saying, I actually really like the taste of coffee. I just love coffee. And I got in a routine at uni where I would like enjoy going out to get fresh air to go and get a coffee. Yeah, it's like a little ritual, isn't it? Yeah. And so I just think you have to just be mindful about it. Just be aware that if you are not sleeping well, then just to consider that it might be caffeine yeah um, and also i think like what we were saying about anxiety mm. i think like if you are feeling anxious then that definitely could be a contributing factor coffee and lack of sleep is a bad energy combo. drinks i see so and many people drinks. drinking energy drinks yeah i mean i don't like i don't think it's the end of the world if you have one like every now and then but I definitely I don't know like 8 o'clock in the morning oh yeah I see people smoking with an energy drink I don't want to sound like I'm shaming people because I'm not I'm just like first of all 
the taste of energy drinks to me are just so revolting i actually like it just reminds me but i think it's because it reminds me of getting really drunk on like red bulls when i was younger so it just to me it just tastes like a hangover yeah but also i just think that amount of sugar and caffeine and all the other stuff in it first thing in the morning it can't be no definitely not especially if you are an anxious person yeah i think you can tend to feel more anxious when you're tired as well and then you're like hitting with sugar and caffeine it's like yeah bad convert yeah you'd definitely be better off having a coffee than an energy drink yeah but yeah because i imagine that the crash is quite intense yeah after an energy drink but yeah i just think like it's something to consider if you're not sleeping well is yeah your caffeine intake and like obviously cups of tea have got like tea Lots has of yeah and people yeah. don't realize that as well so i guess swapping to like herbal teas if you like it yeah before bed is a good way but then if you don't like it like i go through phases sometimes at the minute i'm in a herbal tea phase yeah but most of the time i just like an english breakfast tea with yeah. proper milk and yeah, yeah. same yeah, I just, I just. Like, I sometimes like having a herbal tea at night time. Like, there's Sainsbury's own brand nighttime tea. I really, oh, really? like. Yeah, Ooh. it. I think it's got chamomile in it, which I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, but it just it. It's. I think it's similar to the Puck and Nighttime one, but it's yeah. really, it's like a lot cheaper. Oh, and I nice. really like that one because it kind of like it's just cozy and yeah. nice to get ready to bed for. And there was some research out the other day as well that that did say that tea had some kind of effect to make you feel sleepy and to say that like because everyone always says you know if someone's like feeling sad or something yeah to give someone a cup of tea, tea yeah, yeah. apparently there might be like a bit of science behind that i haven't looked at it properly but that would make I sense did. a hot drink yeah because we do that a lot for our patients at the hospital obviously yeah they've had some bad news or something then hot cup of tea like, do you want a cup of tea yeah i think that's um, a very english way of like doing definitely. something my yeah. mum always says oh like goes on about it all the time she's like the cup of tea that you get given and the toast that you get given when you've just had a baby is the best <laughs> cup of tea it's you've so ever true. had <laughs> it's so true and after my patients come back from surgery as well i because they've like been starved all day yeah when i make them a cup of tea the first one i'm i'm like freak out there has to be perfect, perfect. <laughs> so much love yeah. for making it oh that's i so can't nice. make a bad one i have to this is why we need our nhs guys because there's <laughs> nurses there like stressing over the perfect cup of tea it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny yeah not that have bigger fish to fry yeah um, also on sleep i think that a big thing is blue light so screen time yeah so our uh penile gland yeah secretes melatonin yeah and the blue lights can block that yeah so i'm so obviously your laptop if you're doing um work late obviously your laptop your phone they can all interfere with the quality and quantity of your sleep so if you can like trying to wind down before like maybe like read a book instead of like looking at your laptop and phone also there's a setting on your iphone i don't know about other phones oh i have this yeah the yellow light yeah it just kind of tones it down automatically that's really good actually yeah I and then in the morning it kind of perks back up yeah i do that yeah i think that's a good one um also glasses like my reading glasses have got um a blue light filter in them can you get um things for like laptop i don't know actually i feel like you can't do you know i've actually noticed like a lot of skincare now 
has I think it's a complete fad what? but a lot of skincare is now advertising certain things which like protect against blue light what? yeah How? no because obviously like the it's almost like a, a type of pollution so like imagine if you're oh, you yeah. know like when you I'm sure you get this when you're at work you know when you're inside a lot and there's like artificial lights and yeah. heating or like when I was at the salon the hair dryers and yeah. you could drink water all day but your skin would feel really like dull or like dehydrated yeah. and then as soon as you go outside in the fresh air like perks up yeah i think it's that kind of theory that yeah. they're going on oh, i right. think it's bullshit yeah um, i just need to get fresh, fresh air but it's really hard because i feel like i don't want to sound like a granny compared to the people that i'm at uni <laughs> with but it's so different going to uni now like people are on their phones yeah all of the time in lessons yeah. it's just I think, and I think everybody's aware that they're on their phones and yeah. that they know that it causes problems, but there's just such an addiction that people, it just doesn't even enter their minds to just put their phone down so or to put it bad. on. Like I get addicted to my phone and what yeah. I do is I put, I just put it on airplane mode yeah, and within too. five minutes of not getting any notifications, you forget that it's even there. Yeah. And I think it's like little, yeah. what's that app that uh, you yeah, have? That's such such a good um, student <laughs> tip. But you, yeah, it is a good student tip, but I, I haven't used it or I bought it. So, <laughs> I, so I bought this in like my last, I guess like four months of my master's when I was writing my dissertation because I am like top procrastinator. I'm so, so bad. And I, unless it's like last minute deadline, then I just, I've got Cleaning no motivation. Yeah, yeah, I'm terrible. So yeah, so I downloaded this app called Forest and I told loads of people about it. <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> loads of people, when I saw them, they were like, um, I downloaded this app and I built a whole forest. Look at all my trees, and they'd show me their forest, and they were like, "Show me your forest." And it's like a little I, seedling. No, I like killed my whole forest. It was just brown. So, Explain the app because so, people are like, "What are you on about?" So funny. So basically, I think it's like a pound to buy, which I do think is a good investment if you're not like me. Um, and my little brother got it actually, and his girlfriend. They said it really helped. Um, so you buy this app, and then. Yeah, it's like a virtual forest, but for so you'll so you'll select a time that you want to study for, so say like an hour, and then you on the app you yeah you'll select an hour, and then there'll be like a timer, and then your phone will keep saying to you if you go to pick your phone up, it'll be like no, put me back down, <laughs> or don't look at me, and you're like oh no, yeah. because if you do look, then you'll um, if you scroll off the app, then you'll kill your tree. If you do successfully manage to do say the hour, then they will plant a tree like a it's real so tree. It's so good. It's such yeah. a good idea. It's such a good incentive. But so I'm sorry because I definitely contributed to a lot of trees not being planted. <laughs> But for all the people that you told about, there's probably yeah, lots of trees that have. So I'm going to do that because yeah. deadlines are kind of like looming now. And I feel like I'm in that stage where everyone's treading water and it's all like fine. And I feel like in maybe two weeks time, I'm going to be really stressed and slammed yeah. with a load of work. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna get that. I thought of you the other day when I was at the library and I kept checking my phone. Yeah. And I was like, what is that app called that Emily told me about? It's, it's like such yeah, a good... And the fact that they actually, so like, good. plant the trees yeah, it's is really it, good. Yeah, it does work. I mean, I did use it quite a bit, and I did grow some trees, but... Yeah. Yeah, just sometimes. The thing is, as well, sometimes you just, like, need to... If you've been, like... Typing. Yeah, yeah you, you just need to look, to look at, look at something, something else. else. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> when my creepy. sister, my sister um, 
did history at uni and she did her she did her a levels then went straight to uni and then did her masters like straight after that yeah so it was like really you know like i don't know 16 years of education oh or, wow she had like no gap year or anything obviously history's super academic yeah and i remember she would come home for christmas or whatever and she was so different to me she's like had like a timetable to work by she could do an hour and she'd like be productive in that hour whereas I have to be in a really I have to be in a particular mindset to be able to like study properly and if that means that it's five minutes or three hours I have I'm like not very good at regulating it me neither um and I think I've read something about different personality types and like brain types that kind of thing and people that tend to be more creative have these sort of bursts where that they can learn or like do stuff yeah. whereas other people can literally say i'm going to do two hours of studying yeah, I read and i just do that if i'm not in the like mood for it yeah. i can't do it yeah but so she true. used to like come downstairs and then she would watch like trash tv or her like thing was to like come down from studying was to like read heat magazine and yeah, i used to always think it was else. so funny i was like Angelica, yeah. you're so academic and like you're like reciting tudor england to me and then you're like did you hear about what blah blah did on like love island or whatever it's really funny but now i totally get that yeah it's just so boring when you're doing uni work and it's like yeah. that thing where it's like so boring but you're in it and you know what you're doing yeah, you and then you just need off. to see something that's just yeah. so low level and like fluffy yeah and... do you know it's so funny i remember going to this is hilarious i remember going to motion like when yeah. i was doing my uh, like my access degree yeah and then i remember like motion is a club in bristol <laughs> <laughs> and all the like people that i go to uni with are like yeah we know we're yeah. there like all the time <laughs> i mean this is years ago because i can't get there now because i feel so old. oh i know <laughs> but, um, that's I yeah i remember going there years ago yeah when i was doing the um the access course and then like in the lights, like, I'd be seeing, like, numbers. Because oh, no. I'd, all day long, I'd been, like, revising for a math test yeah, or yeah, something yeah. and, like, not doing anything else. So my brain, all my brain could think about was numbers. So oh I'd go gosh. out and then I would just, like, I could just be, like, there would just be numbers everywhere. And then I'd go home and then I would dream about that. Oh. And it, it just takes over your brain. So I definitely feel like you need to find something I was just going to say, what would you recommend for that because I there were times when I was writing one essay in particular last year that I enjoyed the subject and I think it's when you're like finally like grasping something that you just get well for me I get really obsessed with it yeah and I would go and I'd like go to bed really late yeah because I didn't have to be up the next day and I'd be like, I'm just gonna smash it out and I'd get into bed and just as I was kind of like closing my eyes I'd be like oh I could put this in the essay yeah and I wouldn't be able to leave it so I'd have to get out of oh, bed and no. come downstairs and that is so unhealthy I get yeah that. did get a really good mark for it though I'm not advocating that <laughs> well, whatever but all the ones yeah. that I've literally had like almost breakdowns over where I've become so obsessed I've got really good marks which just goes to show yeah. why there's so many mental health issues with students because yeah. it's just this crazy space because you can't switch off but I think reading I I'm really sad that people don't read books anymore somebody made a comment about it in a lecture the other day um somebody said about reading what's it called like a on a app what's the Amazon Kindle thing yeah and I was like oh I really like having books and collecting books and yeah, holding books, books because for me I think it's like the physical like turning the pages is like part of the mindfulness yeah. and like focusing 
and with the Kindle I just don't like the screen and like doesn't work for me yeah and then somebody asked and it was like a good point but I was kind of like oh she was like yeah but it's really bad for the envi- environment like making books I was just like yeah but we can't get rid of books because it's such oh, a no. it made me kind of sad and but, but yeah then, I think reading is a yeah. really good way of slowing down and making your eyes tired before bed as definitely. well definitely and you can get second hand books anyway or yeah. you can get audible books I usually get a mixture of both I'm terrible when I read like I have like five books on the go at once. Oh my god! I used to be like that, <laughs> and now I'm like one book. Yeah, time. it's yeah. so funny. But I, but it's generally like it will be like an educational one, then it will be like yes, an I'm audible exactly one. The same. So, yeah. yeah, so they're just different. So I can read different ones. But yeah, definitely reading. And I, I've made a conscious effort this year to try and read more because I feel like I never used to read that much and this year I've got so into it yeah. and I've read I think I've read 10 books this year yeah that's amazing me, yeah it's amazing that's really good and like all different genres and um, yeah like educational fictional yeah so definitely books and also actually I do think that audible books um, help me to go to sleep as well if I can't yeah. sleep so I, I listen, listen to listen podcasts to also um, podcasts. guided meditation so yes. when I had concussion I didn't sleep until probably 5am every... Oh my god. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And um, I couldn't... I just obviously searched for like so many different ways to try and help me sleep. And uh, guided meditation was one of those and it did help me sleep. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually ended up sleeping in shavasana on my yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I never used to be able to do before. And then my backache went. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because I think, yeah, maybe I changed my sleeping position. Yeah. And, and that... being relaxed when you fall asleep yeah. is a big one. Yeah, I think. definitely. I think a lot of people... And not students, like obviously working in a spa, you see it all of the time. Yeah. I say to people like, oh, it's I have like a hot salt bath before I go to bed and that yeah. really helps relax my muscles because, you know, sometimes you feel a bit tense yeah. and they'll be like, oh, no, no, I don't do that. And I think some people really do go from like work to cooking like dinner at home to yeah. watching telly to maybe checking some emails in their office if they're yeah. like grown-ups <laughs> and they've got an office at home <laughs> to literally like getting undressed and getting straight into bed yeah and for me like I like to have a good few hours of like gradual down, down time yeah. I turn all the big lights off in the yeah. house as well because I think that helps just like getting into a cozy mindset but I've done a lot of the like you can just YouTube guided meditation that's yeah, what I used to do you can there's an Irish you... guy there's, oh. I think it's called better what's the app there's like an app that I had and there was one for sleep and there's one for smoking and there's oh, this really? guy this Irish guy who had a really nice soothing voice there's a guy called Jason Stevenson on YouTube who's got an Australian accent yes I know and who you mean <laughs> him hi I'm Jason yeah yeah <laughs> so soothing oh I love listening to him so should we talk about hangovers yeah I mean I get the worst hangovers ever oh do you ever I... and I always have and I think it's linked to migraines as well oh like, yeah because you get bad migraines yeah, so, don't you um nothing I'm I mean like food. I have, just have to have like water or sometimes a strong Earl Grey tea can Ooh, do it sugary tea Grey. so yeah what nutritionally I mean, I know we all want to reach for, like, a fry-up or yeah. McDonald's or a takeaway. If we were all perfect people that didn't do that, what would be, like, something good to reach for? So, the next day? Yeah. So, what well, I think the... 
So going back to actually say the night before when you are drinking, yeah, to try and prevent the hangover in the first place would be best to actually eat a meal, yeah, so that you're actually digesting your food. I heard something down. really depressing recently, which is there's a lot of girls that are um, like calorie counting. And so if they have like a big night out where they're drinking and obviously like booze has a lot of calories in, they're mm. skipping meals because they don't want to like add the drinking calories on top. Yeah, so just, which and is I remember ridiculous. people doing that to get more drunk as well, yeah. which, yeah, it's not obviously not advisable. A good thing to do is have a good meal, a good balanced meal, which can slow down the alcohol absorption. Yeah. Um, so that you'll get drunk less quickly also drinking water in between drinks because when you're hungover a lot of the symptoms are because you're so dehydrated mm. um, because you've probably weed loads yeah. when you've been drinking because it just it's a diuretic isn't it so yeah. it makes you wee so i think a lot of the symptoms are down to dehydration if you can try and drink a glass of water in between mm. each drink but i mean it is easier said than done yeah. like I, I never drink <laughs> maybe like when i get home i do but yeah. i also think there's something to be said for like there's nothing wrong in being steadily drunk yeah i think a lot of people go from like naught to 100 in like two hours yeah and definitely battered yeah when actually like it's a lot more fun to be on a level for yeah, a lot definitely. longer instead of being like paralytically drunk or yeah. feeling like I, I don't know about you but now I don't really drink to get drunk no same and if I do go past the point of like being nicely drunk mm. and I'm too drunk it's not even fun I just feel really ill yeah and that's why you feel ill though is because your liver can't keep up and you are ill <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you are so yeah you when you drink alcohol so your liver is your biggest organ in your body. Yeah. Um, apart from the skin. Apart from, but that, yeah, so that's outside, yeah, outside. Of, your, outside of your body. That's good for a pub quiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so your liver... So when you drink the alcohol, it goes to your stomach and then it gets sent to your liver for processing. And then one of your um, liver's main functions is to filter the blood. So when you drink alcohol, there's like three pathways that the alcohol can be processed yeah. by, but they all result in acetaldehyde so they they convert the alcohol to acetaldehyde and when this is so like one or two drinks is okay because your body can break it down and yeah. excrete it from your system so it's, it's okay but if you're binge drinking then your body can't keep up and acetaldehyde is really toxic mm. so that's what is damaging for your liver because it just can't get rid of it quick enough yeah and then that's basically that's why it's um yes yeah, so it's 30 times as toxic as alcohol yeah so that's gross it makes me feel gross yeah about that and so, i see your liver's like in charge of so many other things yeah, as your well so, that if so it's like important. getting taken up with like dealing with alcohol it's not going to be able to do all the other stuff it exactly. needs to do and yeah in terms of what you're saying like about eating the next day or like or how can you look after your liver i would say it's not just like what you eat the next day it's about looking after your liver all the time so excess fat build up yeah can damage your liver so exercise and diet all the time yeah. are going to look after your liver and make sure that it's as well as it can be for when you do drink alcohol so that it can you're better prepared for it. It. yeah and then the next day like i just think if you like obviously this is not great nutritional advice but if you're 
<laughs> if you're hungover, like, I mean, for me personally, I, actually, it depends. Some days if I'm hungover, I will happily go and eat, like, really healthily throughout the day. Mm. And I just, and I'll get up and I'll go and do loads of things. But sometimes if I'm hungover, all I want to do is eat a pizza or crisps and dip yeah. and chocolate. And Fizzy drinks like, for me. that's fine. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, it's not really advisable to go to the gym either. I've done that once because my friend was on a stag do and I, he was going on a stag do and he was like, come with me to the gym the next day before I go on my stag do. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I went out the night before I didn't get in until some horrible time. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, I feel like bound to this promise now. So I went to the gym and actually at the time... I had never sweat so much. I obviously had sweat, sweat all the alcohol yeah. out. And I actually did feel alright after. But I did not feel great at the time. And I, I just think that there's no point. If you're if you're going to be hungover, just assign yourself to... Yeah, just <laughs> like, give in to it. Yeah, just give yeah. in. It's like, obviously, it would be best if you could eat healthily all day. But I think you shouldn't worry about it unless you're doing that like well I think that's why for students it's so important that they get their diet right because yeah. they're going to be hung over you know multiple times a week yeah because they go out so much also though so hangovers aren't just like well maybe when you're younger you feel like it's just one day but definitely for me now I I feel the effects for quite a few like days a after <laughs> yeah and there's some research to say that for like up to two weeks after it can still affect you and it can contribute to anxiety and depression. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, well, alcohol is a depressant, weeks, isn't it? Yeah, so if, like, if you were, yeah, if you were feeling anxious or depressed and you couldn't pinpoint it to something, yeah. then, and you had, like, a binge, like, two weeks ago, then obviously that could be something to consider. And then also if you're, like, always going out. Yeah. And you're always feeling anxious and you're feeling yeah. like you can't get on top of things. Yeah. Then... I mean, it's pretty obvious, and isn't it? And obviously it affects your sleep as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's I mean, it's hard to, like, say don't go out as much as a student. Yeah, it's so difficult. But I do think, like, if you could, I do think diet... Like, I always get the worst hangover if I haven't eaten properly in the day. Yeah, definitely. Or if I, I'm not feeling, like, strong in my body from eating yeah. and exercise. And I think exercise... I don't know if you have this, but I feel like I get really bad hangovers if I'm feeling really tense in my body or if I've had, like, a stressed day mm, at work yeah. and then I drink, I get a worse hangover than if, I don't know, I'm, like, at a wedding and I've got the weekend off work yeah. and I don't have anything to worry about. So I think what happens with students is they get in a bit of a cycle of, like, being stressed out with uni work, yeah. drinking lots, which probably makes them feel shit. Yeah, and a really then going back to the uni work, Yeah, just over and yeah. over again. I'm so. not drinking water and stuff throughout yeah. the day as well, which I think would make a big difference. Yeah. Because I always think my hangovers are less on, are less bad on holiday. And I, yeah, I think drink I drink so more water. water. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I attribute it to anyway. But <laughs> So my favourite thing to talk about is skin food yes i i think it's definitely personal as well because i think skin is like so varied Mm. from person to person definitely there are definitely things that you can eat to make like the appearance of your skin better but i think it's important to talk about the fact that it's not obviously your skin looks good but it's not your skin that's good it's your body that's good when you eat yeah well because it's like a mirror of your internal well, like, well, what's going on? Yeah, definitely. So, have you got any, like, favourite foods that you eat for your skin? I feel like grapefruits are really good for the skin. 
Yeah. And I think that's because just, they've just got loads of water in them. Yeah. I and think, vitamin C. Yeah, exactly, vitamin C. Um, I think, like, the number one... Well, I think the thing with nutrition that you need to remember is mm. there's not just one nutrient in isolation that yeah. you can eat for... And there's... It's it's just about eating a balanced diet and a variety of yeah. fruit and vegetables and fiber and not um, just one thing. Yeah, just yeah. yeah, not just one and not eating the same thing every single day. So yeah. it's about eating all of the colors of the rainbow when it comes to fruit and vegetables. And I think that goes back to uh, like sustainability and seasonality for vegetables as well. Is eat what's in season and then go to your like green grocers and just buy whatever what's, what's available, available. Yeah. yeah then it's cheaper for a start also it reduces like plastic waste because yeah. it doesn't come in in loads of packets in the supermarket and yeah you can just eat what's whatever's in season at the time and um, it's a bit more of like an event isn't it when you yeah, go to we went to the butchers it. on gloucester road the other day and yeah. it's like feels a bit more special and again it's like you know in italy and spain and france people go to the market to yeah. get their stuff and it's yeah. an occasion and, and you're supporting again, it's like your more, local yeah. businesses yeah it's more of a like conscious sort of like thought towards it yeah definitely yeah so i think colors don't cut out food groups yeah, yeah. dairy is a big one for skin a yeah, lot of so- people cut out dairy for skin and what's really interesting is i i'm definitely got an intolerance to dairy that's mm. why i said i've got oat milk because I think when I have too much of it, especially drinking coffee as well, yeah. it was actually making my throat scratch, which I oh, think really? is like quite a, like a big an alarm bell. Yeah. And also, if I if I have too much dairy, I get really sinusy and can't mm-hmm. really breathe, which I know yeah. is really common for people. Yeah. But interestingly, with my skin, mm. a, a few years ago, I went on like a ketogenic diet just to kind of curb my sugar addiction yeah. that I was having, and. For people that don't know, that's a high-fat, low-carb diet. Not recommended. Not recommended. Um, <laughs> when I say high-fat, like, really high-fat. Really? And so I was eating a lot more cheese, yeah. Greek yogurt, like, full-fat products, yeah. and but without sugar. And I thought, oh, my God, my skin is going to go, like, berserk. Mm. Because there's everyone talks about dairy and making, like, hormonal skin break out. And actually, my skin was the best it had been really? in a really long time. So I think, for it me and a lot of people... It could be attributed to an intolerance. Yeah. yeah. And I also think sugar more than dairy for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, there's loads of evidence that sugar, like breaks down and ages like collagen and elastin in your mm. skin so it's like a really aging thing yeah whereas dairy i'm sure some people have got intolerances to yeah but i think and what we were saying about jumping on the bandwagon noticing trends especially on instagram things like this yeah. i think it's really important to get your information right before you decide to cut out yeah definitely especially and with dairy i love dairy products yeah. like i feel like it really makes a difference to my energy levels and yeah yeah i think it's just important if you've got like if you're having like rashes or eczema things like that yeah. to go to the doctor and then see if you can find out what's causing it yeah. before you eliminate stuff especially if you are having symptoms well you can get skin related symptoms with celiac but the advice is to continue eating your normal diet anyway so it's best not to cut anything out until you've been mm. to the doctor just and complicates then you can it more out, doesn't yeah. it so um, yeah so definitely colour in the diet um, vitamin A Mm. It's good for skin regeneration. Retinol. So, yeah, so you can... So, on the skin and eating, yeah, so, um, like, things like sweet potato. 
See, um, is that carrot and Menean? Yeah, I so knew about anything carrots, orange. Actually. Yeah, of course. Orangey food. Is yeah. that like the better carotene like, yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah. So, and then, yeah, so on the skin. So I put, do I put vitamin A on my skin? Or yeah, that's what C? retinol is. Yeah. Well, so vitamin C is the one that's like even skin tone because it's like an acid almost yeah and vitamin a is retinol which literally like regenerates do you use yes. the ordinary one no um la roche posay yeah oh yeah. i don't know la roche posay have got a new vitamin c one out so maybe it's that you're talking i think it about. might be c yeah i think it is c but ingesting vitamin c is like i remember when i did the like nutrition part of my beauty thing beauty training and vitamin c for like skin healing mm. so like cuts and spots yeah. and things like that that's why sailors used to get like scurvy, scurvy. wasn't it yeah. the lack of vitamin c yeah. um so i think that's a good one to have and i think also we tend to just go towards like orange and lemon i for know vitamin c when actually a lot of is it green vegetables have vitamin yeah, c yeah lots in? of green vegetables yeah, yeah. Bro- well for vitamin c broccoli spinach peppers white potatoes that's interesting yeah they've got lots I of vitamin knew I liked C in. potatoes yeah. for a reason that's why they're and good and should be demonized well. yeah in potato yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's because of french fries that people don't have them yeah but I, I love like mashed potato boiled potatoes oh, roasted potatoes amazing. especially if I've had a migraine like my energy levels are really low yeah I crave potatoes yeah potatoes great in every single I form I didn't know that that's so interesting yeah they've got yeah so white potatoes have lots of vitamin C and sweet potatoes have lots of vitamin A mm. So, which is why, like, it's fine just to mix them up. Or if you don't like one or yeah. the other, then don't freak out about it. Yeah, and vitamin C is good for antioxidants, for eating, yeah, and and for putting on your skin. So, yeah, yeah that, so I generally put on, I guess it is a vitamin C then. The vitamin C one, like, when you put it on your skin, it's like the next day it's noticeably, like, yeah. brighter. It's yeah, more I think brightening. So. I do that every day. Yeah. Yeah, well, I do it in the morning. Whereas I think the retinol is more of a, um, like, recons- like regeneration yeah. so of the cells. So you put it on at night time, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you're not because, meant to put it on at the yeah, daytime. Yeah, and then you put sun cream on in, in the, morning. the morning. Yeah, yeah. so I do, well, I've run out of that one. But yeah, I do use vitamin A at night time if I've got it. Yeah. And that's the ordinary one. Yeah, that's what I um, use too. And then, yeah, put sun cream, factor 50 on the next day, always... I think if no, I, I think SPF is skin food, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, although something to note about that as well, which links quite nicely, is it can block the yeah, yeah vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. So actually, one of my old clients who her she worked in hospitals, but her husband was a nutritionist mm. or maybe even a dietitian. Is it a dietitian when you work in, in a hospital? hospital? Yeah. yeah and she was really fair but she said oh no i always do five to ten minutes without any sun protection on because then that means that your skin's absorbing it and like producing the vitamin d or whatever synthesizing it yeah so i to be fair like sunscreen on my body Mm. i'm not that yeah me too on but on my face like pure vanity yeah same i do cover it up yeah did you see that picture i shared on instagram of the truck driver who obviously one side of his face (gasps) was no. leaning on the window side and it was literally like he'd had a stroke where it was no. so wrinkled and saggy and the other side was the one that was on the inside oh and it just goes to show goodness. how yeah. important it is i can't believe that i wish that i'd known that years ago about yeah. sun oh, i wish that i'd cared about that years ago because so, you just care about a tan when you're young yeah though, exactly you? i was about like factor two carrot oil same as carrot oil i used to do that <laughs> as well savage i've so actually bad. found a picture of myself um in the summer 
And I genuinely thought it was that like aging filter. No. On it. And I looked at it and I was like, fuck, I was like really freckly and tanned, but I look so much older oh, because so of the sun. Bad. Yeah. Um, I think for skin food, anything with like high water con like yeah. any fruit or veg with high water con- I mean for skin, for good skin, it is the most boring thing ever, but drinking tons of water. Yeah. And I also think fibre, which I know you want to talk about fiber for skin is really important i feel like if i've ever had like a lot of shit food and i feel a bit like clogged and Mm. just like gross then it's going to come out in your skin yeah fiber is great for everything let's talk about fiber oh yeah just gonna say also b vitamins for skin okay um but also going back well and iodine for skin yes is that like seaweed stuff yeah so we can get it in milk so milk in the uk is our milk and dairy is our main source of iodine Mm. in the uk but also particularly teenage girls are deficient in it Mm. Um, and that's i think a lot to do with teenage girls drinking less milk and interestingly there was a study that compared normal cow's milk to non-organic cow's milk and Mm. non-organic cow's milk had higher iodine levels oh interesting which is why you don't always need to go and buy organic i don't stuff. Buy organic, yeah exactly yeah. it's fine to drink like normal cow's milk if you drink cow's milk if not you can get fortified plant milks that have iodine in yeah. them um but yeah that's the one that's released to your thyroid um, right. that you, we get from um seaweed and stuff so you can get it in eggs and fish as well shellfish yeah if i think yeah. back to like if I look at things that I eat regularly, like my skin, I've got, I have got like a spot, which I haven't had like a spot, un, like an under the skin spot for a while. Um, and I did do a bit of a peel the other day, which is probably why it's all coming yeah. out. But if I, my skin's generally pretty good and I, mm. it used to be really prob- problematic. And if I look at stuff that I eat regularly, I eat nuts and seeds, not loads and loads, but I have them every single day. Me too. Pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, yeah, I chia seeds, um, Walnuts, yeah, pecan nuts. I don't know about the nutrition of pecan nuts, but I just love them. They're my yeah. favourite. Walnuts I drink are great a lot for of water, and I do have like a high fibre, yeah, diet, and yeah. I think it's just doing things consistently. Yeah, well, that was my last two points: healthy fats for skin, yes. and sleep and hydration. I think so. people are getting they're grasping the healthy fats thing. Yeah, now. when I was speaking to clients before, especially middle-aged women who tend to like watch their weight more. I think because you do put more weight on when you're mm. middle aged, especially around your belly and stuff. But I would notice like their nails would be like their skin not great, nails not good, like splitting, hair like quite thin, yeah, skin on their face like not looking like great. And I would always say to them, "Have you got enough fat in your diet? Yeah. Because it's so important for nails and skin." Yes, definitely. And they'd be like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And I'm like, "Honestly." Like, fat doesn't make you fat. That's what you need to remember. And I used to, especially when I was younger and I was, like, a lot slimmer, and I'm still, like, a beanpole now, I'd be like, (laughs) I'd be like, I eat fat. I'm not fat. I have full fat milk. I have butter. Like, people don't eat butter. I know. And that is, like, my favourite. I love butter. I cook with butter as well. I love, love butter. And, like, olive oil and stuff. Olive oil is so great and so good for you. What was it we, when we met up, you said about, like, certain foods you have to have together to like get the nutrition isn't yeah. that true for like spinach like you have to cook spinach in like a fat so that you get the vitamin c or cow is that right yeah you know with, what i'm talking uh, about iron yes yeah, so, iron that's so it. with yeah so with 
fats. So there's four different kinds. Yeah. So there's saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, and trans fat. Trans fat is mainly in like ultra processed foods and luckily in the UK they've started to phase them out because of um, government guidelines and stuff so we don't really have them anymore saturated fat is recommended that we have around 11% in the diet Um, and that generally comes from like the fatty bit of meat so animal Uh, fat yeah it's it's pretty much animal and things like cheese Um, um, and then monounsaturated fat is in things like olive oil avocados nuts and seeds um and then polyunsaturated fats um are things like omega-3s yeah so that's yeah when you were talking about hair hair health as well it's good for good for your hair because it can um like the cells that line the scalp i think they use omega yeah it's found in the cells that our bodies are so weird aren't they yeah it's it's crazy so yeah, omega threes. Um, so sixty percent of your brain is fat. Yeah. So you can see why fat's so important. The government recommends that we get two portions of fish, oily fish, per week. Going back to students, you can buy tinned mackerel or yeah. sardines and just have like sardines on toast. It's so, so tasty. Nice. It's so, I mean, so Alex good. always have emergency sardines. Yeah. Just in case. Because oh, you yeah. can get the ones that are in tomato sauce as well. Yeah, that's a favorite. bit of like Spicy garlic. Tomato. And to be fair, if you put the extractor fan on whilst you're cooking them, your house <laughs> won't smell of sardines that bad. But that's you can so make them really true. crispy, a bit of lemon juice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always have emergency sardines. And that's also really good for vitamin D as well, because yeah. it's in the bones, the fish. Also, to say about vitamin D as well, going back yeah. to that, and then I'll come back to the fats, uh, just whilst I'm thinking about it. we The government recommendations are that, particularly for us in the UK, or people that live, I think the Northern Hemisphere, mm. where it's like dark, dark, that we should all be um, supplementing with 10 micrograms a day. Yeah. So loads of people don't know that, and like I tell people that, and like nobody wants to listen. I know. <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> Health is like, like, in reality, like, it's so funny, because people will like pictures on Instagram, yeah. and they'll like the whole aesthetic of it, yeah. and blah, 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 but when you, you give them solid advice, it's yeah. boring at the end of the day, yeah. because it's things that you have to remember, but I actually dug out my... Um, I was taking some vitamin D and I, I must have tidied it away and couldn't find it. And yeah. in the last couple of weeks, I've really felt the difference in yeah. the weather change mm. and managed to get them back out again. And I start can't find mine them. either. It's yeah. funny. I was looking for them earlier. But yeah, we should we should all be taking vitamin D each day. Um, so yeah, as I was saying, the sun lotion blocks the vitamin yeah. D rays, but uh, you can get it from diet. So yeah, like, so like tinned fish from the bones. Or you can get it in fortified foods, so like plant milks that have been fortified with it. Um, cereals, also mushrooms. Mm. If you leave mushrooms upside down with the gills facing the sun, then they yeah. can absorb vitamin <gasps> D. No fucking yeah. way. That's so cool. Yeah, and so I love mushrooms. Mushrooms on toast, one of my favourite meals. Exactly. And cheap. Yeah. So, so yeah. Cheap. And you can just yeah, leave them out. What, so like just like turn them just upside turn them. down in their little tray. And then yeah. And out. I think you need to leave them out for maybe like a day to yeah. absorb enough sun. But yeah, if you do that, then you can consume the That's vitamin so D. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, also supplementing as well. But only, but with ten micrograms, you don't need to go overboard and have yeah. more because you can still have too much of a good thing with yeah. vitamins. Um, and also, yeah, so then it interacts with um, calcium and phosphorus, um, which helps with muscles, bones, and your teeth, which is really important as well when you are younger because mm. you don't reach 
peak bone mass until you're 30. Oh, interesting. So if you stay on top of your vitamin D, calcium, and make sure that you're like strength training, so like mm. things like yoga or lifting weights, then you can strengthen your bones and then help to prevent osteoporosis. Yeah. Like when, especially for women, for when we go through the menopause, because we're, we're mm. so much more at risk of it. So you are in peak time now to like if you're a it. student. Yeah, I also to, think um, calcium is like a big one for hormonal regulation as well, because I think it affects the thyroid, doesn't it? I remember reading calcium for women, like women's health in particular. I know that they've found links with like lower estrogen or lower progesterone because yeah, at it, the root it, of it was like the thyroid and then the calcium like yeah, supports the thyroid as well. Because estrogen levels drop, so that's why you're at risk during yeah. the menopause. Yeah, I don't, I don't. So I think calcium's just a good one. Calcium's good. I don't remember the exact uh, Yeah. <laughs> pathway. But that was in my... I remember, I remember like having really bad PMS and then I did loads and loads of research because it was like that bad with migraines and mm. stuff. And I remember getting to the bottom of it. I felt like I got to the bottom of it and I started taking vitamin D, well, vitamin D3 and the calcium together. And I've really noticed a difference yeah. in my PMS, and I think yeah. it's something to do with the yeah. Hormones. Well, it yeah, I know yeah. Lower estrogen weakens your bones, so yeah. yeah, you definitely need to. So definitely, if you're going through the Sorry, menopause, there's as a well, fly you buzzing <laughs> around us, probably because of the dead rat that's <laughs> rotting in our wall cavity at the moment. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. So yeah, back to fats. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you can yeah, so back to fish as well, and omegas. And, I guess, sustainable fishing, actually, yeah. which links in nicely. So, you can get... So, yeah, you can have two portions of oily fish per week, or you can supplement with omega-3s. So, that's, like, cod liver oil, which contains, like, DHA and EPA. But if you're vegan, then you can get, like, marine supplements mm. that um, just contain DHA. Yeah. And that's because the fish eat the algae and the algae contains DHA yeah so that's how you can get it but you can also get it in flax seeds um, nuts and seeds nuts and seeds are so good yeah and uh, soya beans tofu green leafy veg yeah so I actually looked at some of the sustainable sources for fish and not just eating fish but also the supplements but, yeah um, and yeah and if you are if you were worried about sustainable fishing which we all should be yeah they, I think there's a big thing at the moment about meat eating less meat but the fish industry is like equally as bad yeah. so I think it is something people need to be aware of yeah definitely yeah so the sources of omega-3 from fish are um, generally found in mackerel kippers crab herring sardines but also salmon and trout but salmon and trout aren't very sustainable yeah. at the moment so you can so they should if it's sustainable it should have a um, MSC label on it which is a marine stewardship council certified product mm. so you can check for that to see if it's um, sustainable I'm gonna, sustainable I get my salmon source. from Lidl I wonder if mm. they do it mm. I don't know Lidl to be fair tend to be quite good yeah. with their like they tend to keep it quite English with yeah. their meat yeah. I'm going to um, have a look at that yeah, it should be on. I think they would have it on there, especially on the tinned ones. Yeah. I've definitely seen it on the tinned ones. You know, like the... Because uh, you can see it on the tuna packets. Yeah. Um, t packets? Tins. Tins. Um, and then also, there's a good fish guide as well that you can look at. Oh, cool. Um, 
because I went to the seafood festival in Plymouth not so long ago, mm. and I like looked at the whole guide, and I was like, oh my god, there's so many like fish that I've been eating that are really unsustainable. So it did make me rethink, and prawns are really bad because I remember seeing it because I was going to go to Ecuador, and Ecuador were like the only prawns that were sustainable. Oh really? I was like, I'll just get some prawns. Yeah, <laughs> to my Ecuador. friends are from Ecuador. But, uh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. Um, and yeah. there's probably like loads of sustainable fish that people haven't even heard yeah, of. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can like try new foods, can't you? If yeah. You, ex- yeah, an experiment. So back what you were saying about um, like vitamins and stuff working mm. synergistically. So vitamins A, D, E and K are all fat soluble vitamins. Yeah. So again, like you don't have to freak out about this, but if you like wanted to enhance the absorption of the vitamins then and again like which is why fats are really good so for example eating because saying carrots are high in vitamin a so say you were to eat a eat some uh, roast some carrots with some olive oil olive oil also good source of fat mm. then it will enhance the absorption of the nutrients from the vitamin yeah. a so they work together so yeah so carrots and olive oil is a good example also eggs and avocado <laughs> If you're in Mexico, yeah. where they grow, yeah. but where they're being like exploited for at the yeah. same time, or, whatever. Um, an egg fried in olive oil, yeah, very good. Or like spinach, like wilted with a bit of butter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or That's butter. My favorite. Yeah, or eggs with i um, with nuts or um not nuts, but maybe like seeds on top. Yeah, I think seeds go on everything. Yeah, same. Yeah, salad with everything. seeds is like my go-to. I, yeah, yeah, salad and seeds is delicious. Also, vitamin E, nuts and uh, vegetable oil so they're already fat they've already got fat in them so yeah um, that's a big one for skin as well yeah definitely yes and then um, vitamin K obviously that's a fat soluble vitamin as well so I guess you could have so uh, green leafy veg you've got vitamin K in so you could have olive oil on kale and then roasted yeah that's like that's nice with a bit of sea salt as yeah, well yeah such a good snack um veg is like i feel like when i've run out of money because i've spent too much money in the month yeah i'm actually always my healthiest with my eating because i just go back to eating loads of veg salads yeah. with a bit of cheese like yeah. a bit of meat just you kind of go back to like the simple life which is always yeah healthier yeah exactly I think. it's best big yeah, salads with like seeds and well pomegranate seeds which probably aren't sustainable especially when you buy them like ready popped out of the thing (laughs) in all the plastic but yeah I think I always feel like it's funny because people talk about students not having a good diet because they don't have any money but for me Mm. when I don't have any money is usually when I'm like keep it simple and I tend to be healthier so I guess it's just like the knowledge of like putting things together definitely so should we um just to finish off should we talk about just some like cheap tasty healthy snacks yeah. for students so or like little cheap meals that are healthy yeah so i was trying to think of like well i can give you like okay. first of all follow emily on instagram because she's always got like <laughs> delicious looking brunch food and <laughs> cheeky black like, pimped up like <laughs> porridges pimped up porridge just nice i think you're good at well being creative combinations of food that probably yeah, people wouldn't think wouldn't of think of yeah well, in terms of nutritious meals, nutritious cheap meals, I yeah. guess, which also contain lots of fibre. Yeah. So, yeah, basically fibre is the roughage that can't be digested in the small intestine. So 
it goes through into our large intestine it's what our gut bacteria feed off of mm. and fiber yeah so when the gut bacteria feed off of the fiber they produce short chain fatty acids which are really beneficial to our health mm. um and when you don't eat enough fiber they go to other sources to feed off of which produce like less favorable byproducts right so you can see why um which like can promote inflammation and stuff which is why fiber is so important mm. and which is why it's so good for our cardiovascular health um, and our digestive health so and also like generally foods that are found in fiber no fiber found in foods <laughs> high fiber foods that's the one i like generally quite cheap as well and also yes, like really for fish isn't it yeah so fruit vegetables um like broccoli carrots sweet corn berries yeah um so frozen berries because i i think that's such a good student tip because yeah. i just think as well sometimes when you buy some nice raspberries or strawberries and you don't use all of them they usually go off by yeah, the next definitely. day it's such a and waste. i feel like the taste of the frozen berries they tend to they're picked when they're ripe so yeah they keep all they of just their taste so and much sometimes better have more nutrients yeah. as well yeah that's a really good tip frozen um frozen berries um, yeah, so like wholemeal bread, wholemeal pasta, brown rice, whole grain cereals, potatoes with skin. Nice. Um, pulses, uh, nuts and seeds. Pulses, that's like lentils, beans. Yeah, I just think they're the best thing ever. They're yeah. so cheap. And if you're a student, you can just bulk out any meal with them. Um, you can make like, I just think they're delicious. You could make like a lentil bolognese mm. rather than using meat. It's just so much cheaper. Um, and a good choice for vegan or vegetarians. And dal as well. I think yeah, if everyone can get amazing. a good dal recipe like down, yeah, it's you're so saved. True. And you can just freeze that and yeah. just yeah, have it for months. Yeah, so I was thinking like a good example. Uh, so the recommended is 30 grams a day to contribute to healthy digestive system. Mm. Um, and also, yeah, if you've got IBS as well, um, then... Fiber is a good way to, if you've got constipation, it's a good way to help you go to the toilet. Yeah, Yeah. and if you're stressed at uni, then you might be suffering with your IBS. But if you do want to increase your fiber, then you should do it gradually because you don't want them go the other way. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like apples. I don't know if apples are a good source of fiber, but I feel like whenever I eat an apple, I always feel full. Yeah, I think that's because they've got pectin in, which is like makes you feel full. I think an apple has got two point four grams of fiber. Really? I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe yeah. it's more so, just like the process of eating an apple. Like yeah. you have to chew more, which then makes you feel fuller. Yeah. I don't know. I always feel like good after I haven't. Um, well, they say an apple a day. Well, it I always good, eat an apple. But if you eat the skin, because you need yeah, the, I do always yeah, eat you the need skin. The, um, pears are really good. So pears are in season. At the yeah. Moment, pears are really good. Emily fiber. made me pear and ginger. I flapjack it was really yeah. good yeah well i mean it was flapjack it was granola like it went it was like a <laughs> flapjack granola flapjack. <laughs> um yeah so like a good example this is kind of like i feel like these are cheap and easy and quick to make food so um say you had two weetabix yeah in the morning with a banana yeah that's around like 5.5 grams and then you had like a mid-morning snack, so like a pear, so that's like six grams of fibre. Then for lunch you had um, jacket and jacket potato, all the skin, yeah, and um, and baked beans, or you could have wholemeal toast and baked beans. My, I had beans and like, toast this morning. It's yeah. like my absolute go-to. It's and I think so in this 
in this like world of like clean eating and super healthy foods and yeah. people not eating bread and all yeah. this kind of thing you forget that something really simple like an egg on toast yeah. or beans on toast is actually a really good like quick meal exactly and beans count three tablespoons of beans count towards one one portion of your fiber day oh cool yeah and soda um pulses as well so that's yeah so you've basically got vegetables and a jacket potato there yeah um, and then you can have a side salad so on that box up the fiber even more and gets you some more nutrients in and like it's relatively cheap isn't it then for yeah so that's around about 10 grams of fiber then if you were to have um whole wheat spaghetti and tomato sauce mm. that on its own is 10.6 grams wow so then say you added some lentils to that as well made a lentil bolognese which yeah. is really cheap right spaghetti tin tomatoes yeah. lentil is so cheap and it's got so much fiber and nutrients in it and will keep you full especially if you get um whole wheat spaghetti but obviously you don't have to it is slightly more expensive but it takes a bit longer to cook as it well, does take it? a bit longer to... <laughs> yeah especially brown rice that takes a lot longer to yeah. cook it's like half an hour on full high boil. yeah <laughs> that's really good to know because i think there's a lot of like fear around foods yeah definitely. and people like people like you said do cut food groups out and i don't think it's right yeah and also yeah feeding into like trends that we were saying like about kombucha and stuff mm. and which are so expensive and really not student friendly yeah so you don't have to like freak out about buying having to buy like, the newest yeah. yeah it's not about that it's literally taking it back to basics and just yeah. getting like all your macro and micronutrients in and just eating a balanced diet and not freaking out about food yeah um, and i think treating your plate as i always try and have a bit of everything on yeah the plate. exactly so like and I actually have it in terms of like, okay, what can I have as a bit of protein? What can I have yeah. as a bit of carb? And then when you sort of have that approach, yeah. and I don't mean like obsessively weighing things or anything like that. I mean yeah. just like building your plate based yeah, on that. Exactly. You tend to eat more of a mix and variety yeah. of things. A good way to do it as well is like um, not too much beige. Size for your body. Yeah, not too much. Beige. I don't like it when I put too much beige on. <laughs> Let's say like Sunday yeah. after a night out. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So like a good rule is to like put your make a fist and then that would be like a carbohydrate portion. Yeah. And then your palm would be like a good protein size portion, and then like your thumb size of fats, and then like the rest of it just yeah just fill up your plate with, with vegetables veg. i think like be aware of multi-buys because if you're like stocking up in the supermarket with multi-buys sometimes you can end up spending more money because you think you're getting a bargain but then you end up with food waste or so, like you're just eating the same yeah type of food yeah exactly yeah and then you're contributing to yeah food waste and it's a waste of money as yeah. well also like tinned fruit and veg is still counts as like one of your yeah. five a day so one portion of your um that counts towards one of your five a day i.e getting enough nutrients within one portion is 80 grams so that's like one medium carrot so you could have like carrot hummus and carrot which i'm obsessed with at the moment i can't stop <laughs> eating that every day um, i love raw carrots as me well. too they're so nice um and obviously that's like a really quick snack to go to yeah so three tablespoons of beans or pulses generally like four tablespoons of um vegetables like mm. leafy greens is um one portion or like three tablespoons of peas like small carrots or sweet corn mm. is um counts as a portion and then like a medium-sized banana pear apple is one portion 
and then like two small apricots or satsumas would be one portion so because we tend to think of it as like one piece of fruit is one portion don't yeah. we but i guess like a satsuma is like tiny compared to an apple yeah exactly and then like i mean obviously like not to get caught up on it but like yeah. seven cherry tomatoes oh yeah i remember you telling me <laughs> yeah. this seven cherry tomatoes like seven is one portion tomato. and i think not like the same seven but... portions of fruit and vegetables yeah. it's like it, not only is it like the same type of food yeah, seven times exactly it's like they're minuscule yeah and that's the thing for beans and pulses you can only count them as one within that day you can't have baked beans for lunch and then have legumes um have like, and it counts as two yeah yeah it's just one uh just because of the um fiber yeah nutrient profile of them i think it's just like eating smart buying smart as well and yeah, like planning definitely yeah planning i know sure. that uh, like some of my friends at uni like they they tend to like cook big meals at home with their house shares and i think yeah. that's really good like they'll do curry night or yeah. whatever that's one of my nice friends said too. that she um she like they got really drunk and made the curry and the next day she had like left the curry in the fridge and had a, had a forkful of it and she was like said it was disgusting and she <laughs> doesn't know how any of them ate it they were so drunk oh, when no. they ate it but still the spirit oh. is there of like sharing <laughs> and stuff just to wrap up because we have got through a lot of stuff. Yeah, we have. We've gone through lots of vitamins and minerals, which is really good and given examples, which I think is what I wanted yeah. people to hear. My favourite bit is, like, asking you about, like, nothing to do with this stuff, but <laughs> skincare and makeup products. Yeah, because I, my I started bit. the podcast, like, doing this with each episode, and then obviously, like, other subjects came in and there was more of a focus on like mental health and that kind of thing but actually I came up with the podcast because I wanted to talk about like what inspires women that are inspiring so and I think makeup and skincare is part of that and people always want to hear what's in people's makeup bags so (laughs) it's the best bit yeah it is the best bit when I go to the gym I did I did like an Instagram story about this once went to the gym and I was like oh my god this is the worst bit when you're in the mirror and someone is next to you doing their makeup and you want to look yeah. so badly. I said, I, I compared it to like men when they go for a wee in the urinal. And they're like, they're like, they their wees, yeah. <laughs> You're really trying hard. Well, I can't, like, it's not, look, if I'm, at, I'm so bad. Like if I'm at somebody's house and I've never been to their house before and I'm in their bedroom, without even asking, I'm just like looking in pots, looking in them. I love playing with other people's makeup bags. Yeah, it's like so the best fun. thing. It's always interesting seeing like, if you've got like a perception of somebody, like you might think they're like really cool or whatever, and mm. then you see that they use really cheap makeup. Yeah. Or like somebody that um is like really scruffy or yeah. like doesn't isn't like overtly like glam and then you look in there and it's all like Estee Lauder yeah. and you're like, What? I never or they've got like Chanel <laughs> foundation. So like, What's going on? Yeah. So what I mean, what things do you like makeup wise, you're really good at makeup as well. Well, I but I guess you can't wear makeup for work. No, it's fun. Well, no, you can. Oh, you can. You can do makeup. But it's just not um, nice, is it, having it on your face no. for 14 hours? I um. So it's funny. So I used to be an air hostess. So we. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So we had to wear makeup for work. So we had to have nails that matched our lipstick. Yeah. And I was all for it. Like I love makeup, and I loved it then. And so when I first started flying, I was like, "This is amazing!" Like every day, I just get to wear. Shit, Shit loads of makeup. makeup. <laughs> so it's like um, any girl, a girl's dream. Yeah, and literally get told off if my if my makeup doesn't match my 
um, if my lipstick doesn't match my nails, yeah. which I did like quite a few times. And I also, so my nickname was Lashes as well. I even oh, had... Oh, yeah, and Lashes. Yeah, I even had like... Um, so even like the management at um, my airline, Thomas Cook, R.I.P. Thomas Cook. Yeah. So sad. Yeah, even like my name badge had lashes on it and every, no like, even the management called me lashes. So I used to wear eyelashes every single day for years and years and I wore loads of makeup. I always had unpainted nails, uh, painted nails. Mm. Then I became a nurse. Yeah. And then it was like... Stripped what, back. Yeah, it was like one extreme to another. So then obviously I wasn't allowed nails and I always had acrylics as well. So yeah. then I went from like yeah wearing loads to absolutely nothing and it was really weird and it took me like quite a while to transition and I was like oh I hate my nails and then now I never have painted nails because yeah. I can't because of work um and I couldn't care less it's so I was funny. gonna say are you all right with like not wearing makeup and not oh yeah nails I'm totally now? fine yeah because I never see you as somebody that's like always wears loads of makeup I yeah. always see you as quite like natural I just didn't like I don't I probably don't do my makeup that much anymore so when I do I really enjoy it yeah and I'm the same yeah I just I just absolutely love doing it and I like doing it on other people so I've done oh, two you, bright I this do year mine. you should do mine because I, I need somebody to like paint flicks on for me because I just oh, can't do oh that's flick. the hardest bit but you're so <laughs> you're good at flicks on myself so what eyeliner do you use um so I've used the flick. same one for like my what entire is it? What life is it? what is it I need to know it's Rimmel, it's Rimmel, so it's is it liquid, liquid eyeliner, but it's the brush one, so it's yeah. not a pen because I really don't like the pens. Yeah, it's a brush one where you and can I, get the little like yeah, so motioning with flick. Like, the flick. Yeah, and but yeah, I still find that so hard to do yeah. on other people. I've just got used to my eye shape. I'm but. convinced my eyes are wonky. That's the only thing. <laughs> I can come up with as to why I can't no, do it. No, what about just skincare? to clarify? Oz's eyes are not wonky. Boss eyes. <laughs> um, what about what, sorry? Skincare. skincare. Uh, yeah, so I use La Roche Pose. They're such a good brand, I like them. Because um, last year I came off the pill mm. and then um, I've always had really good skin. I was on the pill for 14 years and my skin has been, I've been really lucky and my skin's been amazing. And then I came off last year and about three months after, well, bam. I remember I saw you in the yeah. summer and you oh, had like that breakup. Oh, God, yeah. I just, I had acne, like hormonal acne. Also, I don't think it helped that um, I was really, really stressed on my master's yeah. and like ridiculously stressed. And I, yeah, I think that it was the combination of like both of those things. Purging of hormones. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, and... I well I had to, I got like antibiotic face stuff from the doctors which I don't know whether it was that or the sun but as soon as the summer came this summer they went yeah and then the whole the summer sun is so good for the, it's so, really it's just the best. yeah and then as soon as winter well not winter autumn has come back now my spots have come back that's a really common thing sun, my yeah. theory is obviously when I think people that tend to get spots do tend to have like slightly more oil content in their skin. Yeah, but I, I think am oily. what happens is when you're in the in the summer, it's warmer, so like the oils in your skin circulate a bit more. Yeah. They're being released more, and then I think what happens it always used to happen when I used to do facials. Yeah, September October time, people um, still have that oil content, but it's it kind of like slows down, and then yeah. it just gets clogged. 
and then your skin adjusts to the cold yeah and everything slows down and it's fine but it's always seasonal yeah. changes happen what i thought... facial massage is really good for that because it just oh, gets really? everything unclogged facial... and moving yeah. I had a facial of like for the first time like two years ago. Which oh, is really? They're so good. They're like the best thing oh, ever. Amazing. If but I had loads of money, I would have like amazing facials all yeah, the time. Me I want to try that vampire facial. Ooh, is that? Do what? you know what it is? They take your blood. Oh my god! <laughs> and then they spin it and no they way. take out the plasma and then inject it back into your skin. What? Yeah. I have seen it. Is that what Kim Kardashian? Oh, yes. probably. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I remember learning about that when I was doing my beauty training yeah i i think like now i never i think i was always really lucky and i never used to worry about my skin uh i used to like party a lot yeah and <laughs> stay up <on>. a lot <laughs> and uh, yeah and it didn't affect me because obviously i was young yeah. and it didn't affect me at all now i think this is why i found it hard getting spots because at the same time as i started to get spots last year when i was 29 so I'm 30 now. Yeah. I also started to get wrinkles. Yeah. And it was like double whammy of like... You're not young. It was like brilliant. Well, we like, are I've super got, young. Yeah, we in are. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I, for me, it was like 25, 26. I just noticed my... Like, for me, it was more my body changed. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not... I haven't like... It's like you don't put on weight. It's not like you're fat. Yeah. But like your body's just bigger <laughs> I don't know how to like describe it it's so what you just fill out that's yeah. the only way I can describe well, yeah. for me I just filled out and yeah I've got loads of grey hairs wrinkles not so much my skin's mm. pretty good but I have you know like obsessively looked after it since I was like yeah. 21 yeah and that was part of my and I've always had access to really good quality products which I do think makes a difference yeah but then at the same time like I just swear by the ordinary if you're a student the ordinary skincare like, I just love what they're about. They don't put any shit in their products. It's all, like, anything that's... Um, it's all, like, vegan, mm. plant-based, like, plant-derived stuff. Yeah. And they basically just sell the main active ingredient, yeah. which I really like. And also, for years and years, was actually, like, looking for that. And it before they came out, you could only... You could buy from a brand in America, or you'd have to go to, like, an aesthetic... Yeah. facialist and like spend loads of money yeah. on it so I think they're great what I, do you yeah. use from them I use um, so I use stuff because what you recommended <laughs> yeah so I use yeah retinol at night time yeah because um, there's loads of evidence for that as well isn't yeah. there yeah it's the only one really that actually does anything yeah, yeah. so that's yeah the nighttime that's, one that's, so I, sorry for people that don't don't know can tell I'm hormonal because I keep stammering um <laughs> retinol is the one that like can make a difference to your skin however your skin is at the moment yeah whereas like antioxidants are really good for prevention mm -hmm. so if you're young it's good to like use the preventative yeah. things and i personally think like once you hit 25 that's when you start on the anti-aging yeah. yeah. whereas in england we start a bit later before yeah. it's too late but retinol is like what can make your can improve like wrinkles and stuff yeah. like because it's, it, it's changing your skin but you just have to yeah you have to be careful that you like don't get it under the eye don't you yeah. with that one and then yeah have wear sun cream sun the next cream. day otherwise you just end up like burning your face and yeah it worse um, do you use the niacinamide no that's like my go-to like Ooh. i think it's my favorite product <gasps> it's niacinamide and zinc Ooh. and it basically stops your skin from getting blackheads and oily oh, without okay. drying out and you put it onto your 
clean dry skin the oh. first step and I swear by it when I worked at the salon I swear there was like six of us that was really that were using it and I think I've maybe bought it on repeat like seven times like really? as soon as I run out I'm like I notice a difference I, I actually don't get blackheads I don't oh, how yeah of you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't get them so yeah mine's more like well and I, I am still a bit shiny but I'm definitely that's the other thing up. I saw like I put on Instagram the other day you know when you're getting old when like you know when you hear like about facial oils and they're like just add a couple of drops to your foundation oh, yeah. and I'm like what who, yeah. who can do that like exactly. my skin is so oily I'd never be able to yeah. do that and then last week I was like putting some foundation on I was like shit like this isn't enough I was like I'm gonna have to add oil I'm getting old I'm getting old my oh, skin's no. drying out and it's a vicious circle like we're saying with the spots because I feel yeah sometimes I've felt really dry over the past year and I'm like I can't use oil because literally every day I used to put rosehip oil on that's what I used every day yeah um because and I do think that made my skin like really fresh and I think that's good for it's like really, scarring they, and there's stuff. a lot of um like evidence for rosehip yeah but i can't use it now because i too clogging spots yeah so it's yeah so i haven't used that one that you were talking about but yeah so it's i've used retinol at night time and then in the morning the vitamin c so i'll put oh so i use kills so kills avocado under eye <gasps> uh, avocado i'm <laughs> no, joking, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> i probably use loads of like well, I don't things. think there's actually any avocado in it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I use that underwear. It's really expensive, but it lasts for ages. Yeah. And I know that, like, in loads of magazines and stuff, loads of people recognize that one, uh, recommend that one, so I just use it. Uh, I don't think it makes any difference. I'm, like, not convinced with eye creams. I <laughs> no, literally did don't. a post on my beauty page yesterday, and I was like, don't know if eye cream... No. I've, like, worked on so many people and used eye cream, and I'm just like, don't know if they do anything. I think more than anything, it's diet and hydration. Drinking hydration. Water and, like, not moving the fluid around. Yeah. I also think if you're, like, slightly yellow olive skin, like I am, you tend to have, like, more of a purple mm. under eye, which makes it look darker. Yeah than it is i've always had like a slight shadow under under my eyes yeah. but yeah i think real dark circles that's i think more than skincare it's like you need to yeah. like look Up at your, your health again yeah and also i don't know whether this is like uh true but what i do is when i put the eye cream on i use my ring fingers finger yeah yes. and then i tap across from the yes, inside that's out that's right i love hearing things like that <laughs> so you use your ring fingers because they're the weakest yeah finger, so it's yeah. the lightest touch yeah and the skin around your eyes is completely different to the rest of your face yeah. that's why you use eye cream yeah because a lot of people are like oh it's just like you know marketing or whatever it's like no it's like yeah. very different skin yeah I think you know that if you use a face wipe, not that I do, but if you like scrub your eyes with a face yeah. wipe, it can really burn and yeah, hurt definitely. and tear. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and then same for my, yes, yeah, so I use Kills uh, Day Moisturizer actually, and I go up. Yes. <laughs> Circulate. <laughs> Upwards. Uh, well, actually, no, I don't do circulate. I just go up. Oh, okay. That's fine, but that, <laughs> I, I know circulation. Oh, fine. Yeah. I think you meant just like get it in circular movement. Up. Um, also, I use uh, La Roche-Posay. Uh, Effectler H oh wash in the shower yeah 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 wash. that's the blue line isn't it Effectler yeah or something. it's for like I, oily problem skin yeah and really good skin and I do think that's helped and I never used to do this but now I wash my face every morning and every evening yeah. before bed so I yeah I didn't do that before keeping your face clean that's about it skin wise but I always make sure I take off my makeup before bed I 
I used to be terrible for that as well. Yeah, sometimes I won't do it, like, once in a blue moon, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wake up in the morning with, like, a fresh set of spots. And then also the makeup goes on the pillow, which is dirty. And then yeah, the next true. night you're putting your clean face on a dirty pillow. Well, so many things. I do think sometimes if I have gone out, like, for quite a long night out, yeah. and then I've had my makeup on all night, sometimes... My skin, like, my spots are better the next day. Okay, I also have this thing. Yeah. Sometimes, like, if I've had, like, if I've been to motion or... Yeah. And I've, like, gone to bed and I've, like, danced all night yeah. and I've been sweating. Sometimes in the morning my skin looks fucking great. Yeah, it's and like, I think it's actually where you're, like, dancing and moving around and you've sweated. I think exercise for skin is, like, yeah, the best thing true. ever. Yeah. It just flushes everything out. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and I think maybe, like, because you've had, like, foundation on something, then it, like, dries out spots yeah i don't know maybe (laughs) yeah cool wow that was an extensive episode (laughs) it's so good um i hope that this has been helpful for everyone i really think like for students i have like a lot more respect for students now that i am one it's like a hard time especially when Mm. they're so young so even if you know like a student listens to this and decides to make themselves some beans on toast in the morning before a lecture instead of grabbing an energy drink then our work here is done you can find emily on instagram Mm -hmm. what's your instagram handle now so i'm now called (laughs) at emily rose morton because all other names are taken but i'm morton with an e m-o-r-e T-O-N. It's because I've got your personal one. I get confused, yeah. and, and I just like just type in M, and then whatever comes up first, yeah. I'll message you. Yeah, I'm at Emily Rose Morton. And any like exciting things for the future that you've got planned? Um, what way are you going now, like with content creation? So I, uh, I'm going to Colombia on Saturday Sick. for two Perfect. weeks, and then so originally I was going to go away on a one way ticket, and then. Uh, because <laughs> I was just going through like, a bit of a frivolous stage, yeah. And then I got a job. So I'm actually going to Colombia for two weeks, coming back. And then I'm probably moving to London. And then I'm starting my job. I don't need to be in London for it. I can be online. But, um, yeah, I'm, to be I want to be in London. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's my first nutritionist job. Uh, I haven't signed a contract or anything yet. So maybe I'll, like, not talk about yeah, it Yeah, you don't want to But, yeah, yeah uh, but I'm going to be doing... Recipe development and recipe analysis. That's like dream job for you, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that's going to be starting very soon. And then I'll just share what I'm doing, like, as soon as I Yay, can. Yeah, I'm so excited. It. But I am going to keep my nursing registration because I... is. I mean, it's good for, like, an extra few shifts. But, yeah, like I was saying to you earlier, I feel guilty as well yeah. if I leave, which... It's crazy, but um, and I do I think like that's I, I think that's a true nursing trait, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, true I, Virgo. Yeah, true Virgo. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to see what you're going to do. So thanks for all of your notes and your research <laughs> and your enthusiasm. Thanks for having me. This is my first ever podcast. Yeah, so I so probably happy. won't listen back. Oh my god, no! We've got like a proper Bristolian on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so bread. happy. <laughs> Um, thank you for your time and um, thank you for listening, thank everybody. You Bye. Bye. Bye.